Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I'm just recovering from my food coma from yesterday's Thanksgiving. If you're from the U.S., then you're probably taking some digestive medication as well. I am very grateful for all of the Not Your Average Joe listeners and for everybody who supports everything I do. So I just want to start this episode by giving you all a huge shout out. I see your comments. I see your DMs. I see your emails. I launched my first ever challenge, the 21 Day Self-Awareness Challenge, and we're on day seven. And so many people are sending me life-changing comments and messages about how the, the questions that I'm asking are bringing reflections to their lives. And this is what I'm all about. This is what I hope to continue bringing to you. And so again, thank you guys for being here. It is not not noticed. In today's world, the biggest currency is attention. And the fact that you are paying some of your attention to me means the world to me. So I think about you guys often and how I can provide value. So without further ado, I would love to bring you this week's episode, which is a compilation of thoughts from how we can make this holiday season, the end of the year, a little bit more meaningful to not only ourselves, but to everybody that we meet, how to really master the art of making memories. Because in the end, memories matter and they are really everything. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average show, not your So I coined the term memory hoarder a few years back and it just means that I love memories. If you've ever been in a room with me, I will likely be the one asking deep questions to start a conversation or I have a bunch of cameras from, you know, film cameras to Polaroids to digital cameras that I both take photos with and make videos with. And overall, I'm just always trying to capture memories. And one thing I've learned from being in different environments, hosting a retreat, hosting online journaling sessions is that the art of making memories and adding meaning to things is one that we do not learn about. So I'm going to give you pointers I wish I had when I first started crafting events that I think make all the difference. And by the way, I was thinking about this yesterday in Thanksgiving, thinking about how so many people are gathering now for holidays. And I've heard from friends of mine that they actually dread this time of year because they're often with family members that don't really care. They're watching TV. People are disconnected. And it is a muscle to be the person in the room that wants to make memories. I'm that person. And yesterday at Thanksgiving, I was like, hey, guys, let's play cards. Hey, guys, take my journal. And I passed around my journal and asked everybody to write what they were thankful for. That is not something that people do naturally. But as a memory hoarder, it's just my go-to thing, especially because how often are we all together anymore? Hopefully your family is more together than mine is, but it's really rare that you find all of us in a room together 
And so with that, I always try to make the most of those times of togetherness. So here's some tips. I'm a music lover. One of the first things that I do anytime I'm with people that I care about is make a playlist, a collective playlist. This is great for travel experiences as well, but you could also use this for holidays. I was just on a road trip with my siblings and I told them, I was like, hey guys, let's start a collective playlist for all the songs that we're playing on the road trip so that after the road trip is done, when we wanna be transported back to the same exact memory, we have a link with all of the beautiful songs. And if you're on Spotify, really cool, you could share the collaborative link so even when I was at the Morocco retreat that I went to, I created a playlist and I had everybody add two to three songs every round. And then we would shuffle the playlist. And whenever a new song popped up, it would be a game of guessing who put the song on the playlist. For my retreat, this is actually the icebreaker that I decided to do. Created a playlist, had everybody around the bonfire add just one song. And whenever a new song would play, we would stop the main conversation and the person who put the song on the playlist would have to describe why that song was meaningful to them and why it matters, why they added that specific song to the list. And then at the end of the retreat, we had this beautiful playlist of global songs. So the playlist game that I created is definitely something that you should take into your homes, into your friendship groups. Uh, I even do this with my dad. My dad and I have a long distance relationship just because he's in Brazil and one of his favorite things in the world is music. So I taught him how to use Spotify. I asked him to make playlists of all of his favorite songs, especially ones from childhood. And whenever we're on the phone, I ask him specifically why those songs and what the stories are behind them. And I've learned so many amazing things about my grandparents on my dad's side and my dad's childhood, what he was into when he was younger because the playlist served as a catalyst. So tip number one, make a collective collaborative playlist and watch the stories come to life. Tip number two, I love writing, we all know this, but I think having a piece of paper that gets passed around to the whole group of people is really powerful. You could do so many different things when it comes to using writing as a tool to collect people's thoughts and to gather people. Another thing I did at my retreat was had everybody ask a question on little pieces of paper. And I put all of the questions that were anonymous in a bowl. Then around the campfire, we pulled the questions and picked somebody random to answer the question. And whoever answered the question would have to choose the next person to answer the next anonymous question before we actually knew what the question was. Does that make sense? So for instance, it's my turn. I pull a question from the bowl and it's like, Joe, what was your most ridiculous job you've ever had? And I would tell you it was serving hot dogs as a brand ambassador. And then I would tell the story and everybody would laugh and they would learn a little bit more about me. And then before we pulled the next question, I would bump it to my sister. And then my sister would be like, damn it, Joanna. And then she would pull the next anonymous question and we'd go on. But what's cool about that example is that you start learning about people through the questions that they ask. So part two of this is like, who asked this question? And then you can kind of understand not only more about the person who answered the question, but about the person who asked the question. So that's, a, that's another great tip. I was at a joke club session on Friday and we were doing this exercise. It was BYOP, bring your own prompt. That format of journaling came when I was really fried and I'm like, damn, I can't think of any good questions. So why don't I ask the members to bring their own prompts and wherever they are in the world will answer collectively their question. So at BYOP sessions, which are included in the membership, you get two times a month and two theme sessions. 
the BYOP sessions are really cool because, again, it's the same concept of people asking questions. So you get to learn a little bit about the question asker, but then that question is a catalyst for you to discover something about yourself. One of the prompts somebody brought was a prompt I literally did not expect to answer. I think that that's the theme with these prompts. You never expect to have anything good to say. And then you actually start answering the prompt and you're like, damn, this is like my deep, dark truth. So the, the prompt somebody offered was draw, which is not my thing, draw one of your favorite childhood traditions around the holidays. So I scribbled some chicken scratches and I drew a picture of the living room of our old house and my siblings and cousin and I running around the living room looking for hidden gifts. And it reminded me of the time that we first moved to the States and my mom didn't have any money to give us fancy gifts, but she wanted to create memories. So maybe I get this from my mom. But what my mom did was beautiful, and I actually started tearing up and crying while explaining it to the Joe Club members. What we did was she would give each kid $10 and take us to the dollar store, and the challenge, she gave us a challenge. So that's already part one of this takeaway. It's like create a game out of something. So the game and the challenge was to take $10 and shop for the entire family at the dollar store, including wrapping paper, and then each kid would come home, wrap their gifts, and make it as personal as possible. When actual Christmas Eve came, since we're Brazilian, we always open gifts on Christmas Eve, my mom started this other game, which is part two of the game, where she would have each of us take turns hiding the gifts that we bought for everybody. So we would do this in waves. Let's say it was my turn. She'd be like, okay, Joanna, you're up. Every hour on the dot, we would have a wave. So when it was my turn, I would hide all of the gifts around the house for all of my family members, and they were hiding in the bathroom. So everywhere in the house was fair game to hide gifts. We'd have like maybe five minutes to hide the gifts, and then when it was time, my mom would be like, three, two, one, open the door to the bathroom, and all of the people who were waiting to find their gifts would pile out of the bathroom and look frantically like a scavenger hunt within 10 minutes to look for the gifts. And this is one of my favorite memories from childhood because it wasn't about the gifts that we got. I can't remember one gift, but I remember how excited I was that every hour we got to do it again and again and again. And she would always save the most expensive gift for midnight. So you knew that it was like a buildup. And I started tearing up when explaining this because it was very obvious to me that what we remember is not material possession. What we remember are these memories that aren't made by themselves. Very rarely are moments that you treasure made accidentally. Usually it takes somebody's creativity to design and curate that memory. And so this is another takeaway. It's like be the memory maker in your family. Be the person who comes up with interesting, creative ways to spend time together, even if it is taking one of the tips I'm giving you. Make a scavenger hunt so the kids and the people in the family are not so much obsessed with the gifts themselves, but how you get the gifts. This was my mom's way of gifting us something that was worth more than money. She didn't have money, so she had to be creative. And that's another thing too. I just want to shout out to the fact that when you don't have money, you're always more creative. So it's a beautiful challenge. We're in a recession right now. Most of the people around the world are saving money. And this is just a reminder that you can give something so much more special than something expensive if you just take a little bit of time and invest in how it's delivered and how it's presented and how the gift receiver experiences whatever you're gifting them.
we're going to take a quick break. But before we come back, I would love to just shout out Joe Club. We're doing amazing work at Joe Club, the Journaling Club. We are all about this, right? All of my passions of making memories, of making people think, of uniting beautiful, diverse groups of human beings. It's all a part of this club. And right now, because of Black Friday weekend, you can get 30% off your entire membership for the year and the quarter, which means three months of Joe Club. You can also get 30% off all of the special events that we're hosting, the workshops that are coming up. And you can also get 30% of all of our prompt packs, which are designed to guide you through different journeys. We have a gratitude prompt pack that we just released, a self-exploration prompt pack, a self-awareness prompt pack, a motivation prompt pack. I mean, we got it all. So please click in the show notes to get 30% off all of your Joe Club goodies and really to learn how to make more memories with yourself and those that you love and care for and with other Joe Club members around the world. There's also a special discount code for Not Your Average Joe listeners, which is BF22 Not Your Average Joe. And another thing for the podcast that's totally free of charge, I have a Discord channel just for the Not Your Average Joe listeners that is totally free. If you would like to join that, just check the show notes. I'm inviting you with the link there. You can connect to other listeners listeners around the world and submit your questions for Q&A episodes and tell me what you want to see on the show. That's my main way to contact you guys and I cannot wait to hear from you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so back to gatherings and making memories with the people that you love. Something else that I love doing if I'm the host or even if I'm not the host, I would check in with the host and bring forth some ideas to make the event or, you know, the week that we're spending together more memorable. I do this with playlists. I do this with cameras and disposable cameras specifically. One thing I did in the past at an event I hosted was drop off disposable cameras at each table, or I had one disposable camera for the entire party. Let's say you have a disposable camera with 24 frames and you only invited 12 people. You let everybody know when they walk in, you get two frames. So the thing about disposable cameras or film cameras is that you have to consciously be aware of taking a photo, which means you have to value that moment. The trick here is to explain this and to say, hey, I want to see the event through your eyes. So you get two special moments. And at the end of the event, I will develop the film and I'll send us all the photos. So we have this scrapbook, basically, this visual scrapbook of all of the moments that people thought were memorable. So you would divide the amount of frames based on how many guests you have and change the number. So. 
Obviously, if you have less gas, people get more frames, you name it, so on and so forth. It doesn't need to be a disposable camera. It can be a regular film camera, and so you could save on plastic, but the same rules apply. You could buy a roll of film for that special day, and then around the party, you ask, hey, have you taken your frames yet? And you just have like a photo table where the camera will live, and everybody knows the rules of the game. So that one's really cool if you're a visual person, especially if you're in an artsy crowd, but it's even cool without having an artsy crowd. If it's a disposable camera, it's super easy. It's point and shoot. So you don't need to be a like masterful photographer just to capture the memory. But I love film photography for that exact reason. It's not like our phones where we take a million photos that get lost in our camera roll. We have to be intentional about the frames. And training your guests on that intentionality is already gonna make them have a better memory of the event than if you hadn't. And the last tip that I'll leave you with is something that I just came up with that I think I'm gonna do for Christmas. It's like Secret Santa, but instead of gifts, we give each other letters. So it's like secret pen pals. What I love about this is that whoever receives somebody, let's say I receive my brother, he doesn't know I received him and it'll be like an anonymous letter to him. And again, I'm brainstorming this as I say it out loud, but the way to make this cool is to give people kind of like a format of how they can write the letter, giving them prompts. So each letter is written answering the same prompts. Like, what do you love the most about this person? What lesson has this person taught you? When have you seen this person at their brightest? What about this person makes them a gift to the world? Again, totally freestyling here, but what I think would be really cool about that is you play this secret Santa game and everybody receives a letter that they could take into the new year aware of how people love them. Or better yet, uh, I did this at my retreat. It's called Love Letters, Anonymous Love Letters. And I learned about this from the writing workshop I went to, but it's amazing. The organizer obviously has to organize this, but really what it is, is every single person who goes to the event has to write a tiny paragraph about every other person in the event. So this works better if it's a retreat or if it's like a family circle or a friend circle. So you really know the person or you've experienced something together with a person. And every single person sends the organizer a list of every person and what they love about that person. Just a note for the person. And at the end of the event, the organizer has to organize every single person's love letters. So you, as the guest, get this amazing list of things that people have said about you that are very nice and empowering. So you could always look at that when you're feeling down. I received one for my writing workshop. I had spent six days with women I had never met before in my life. And the way that these women wrote about me made me believe in myself. And this was the power of this exercise. So it's definitely for people who are willing to be vulnerable, for people who are ready to give love and receive it. And it just gives people that warm, fuzzy energy that we all need around this time of year uh, and really all the time in life. And another thing that I want to say is in order to make memories, we need to understand how the brain works. The brain will actually hold on to information that is unique or is a first time thing. I've recently come to the conclusion that I want to live a life filled with new beginnings, whether that means starting a new company, starting a new travel experience, starting a new journal, starting a new friendship, starting a new relationship doesn't need to be romantic just starting new things. And when I dug into the science, it really goes into the memory making brain. You will never forget your first kiss. You won't ever forget your first job. You won't ever forget the first time you left home. And this is, this is what we're talking about. So in order to have this ability, this superpower, 
to make your life memorable and to make experiences that you create memorable, you need to think about the power of new beginnings or using unique experiences as a way to trigger memory as well. Here's an example. Uh, Take something that we do all the time. We do this three times a day. We eat. But dining experiences are all the rage. I love looking up dining experiences because even though we eat all the time, if you eat in a different way, it's going to make a memory. One time I was in London and I had always wanted to eat in the dark. There's this company called Don Le Noir and it's global and they have a spot in London. So I booked reservations for me and a date and we went into this pitch dark restaurant. I can't even tell you what the restaurant looked like because I couldn't see the entire time. And the whole thing is an experience from start to finish. You just choose what kind of menu you wanna eat. So fish, veggie, or steak. And when you walk in, your server is either blind or vision impaired, and you have to put your hands on their shoulder and they guide you to your table. So something that we've done since we were born, three times a day, suddenly became totally unique and foreign, making this a memory I'll never forget the entire time we were in the dark. And the basic things that we do that we never even think about, like pouring water into our cups or cheering, suddenly became the biggest accomplishment. Like, how are you going to pour water into your glass when you cannot see? How are you going to find the other person's glass and clink to them if you can't see? You find a way. And that's one small example of creating uniqueness with everyday normal things that we do. Another thing to think about when you're designing events and you want to make them unique is just appealing to the senses. So how can you alter the taste or the sight or the smell or the sound or the touch, right? Like these are the things that humans react to. And so in this specific example, I was doing something I always do, which is eating, but with a different way to experience that without my sight. And it was an amazing experience, super recommended uh, because it made a memory. And that memory is going to be worth more than what I even ate. That's the point. I think at the end of life, when we look back, all our life will ever have been is just a collection of memories. And if you're not going out of your way to make memories, then everything is just going to be a blur. This is why I love writing so much, because it captures these small, monotonous, everyday things that are actually special. It's almost like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it ever make noise at all? It's like, if you don't capture the memories that you've lived did they even happen of course they happened but you probably aren't going to remember them unless they're completely wild and out there i just want us all to live more memorable and meaningful lives and i know that this is not something we get taught in school we we don't really know this unless we're around people who are great at it or we're innately those memory hoarders who want to bring memories to others and to ourselves when i first started traveling i was a broke college student and I never thought I would travel again which is why I saved every ticket I saved every you know bus pass and I wrote it all down in my journal and that was almost like an active moment of gratitude to lock that memory into my history because I never thought I would be so lucky to travel again and this is what I mean if you don't really take a moment to lock that memory in whether that's taking a photo that you know everybody cares about taking or making a collective journal entry where you pass your journal around the table and everybody writes something funny from the day or making a list of things that you want to remember those beautiful special moments might just get swept under the rug and if life is nothing but a collection of memories it would be a shame to 
not give value to the ones you really wanna remember. The point is, if you're not average Joe, you know that making memories and making meaning out of things does not happen by itself. It's a muscle and I'm trying to improve mine every single day and I hope this episode has helped you come up with some creative ideas to bring meaning and memories to your loved ones. I would love for you to share this podcast with somebody who could get some value from it. And if you like the show, please rate it five stars. We're actually growing in the rankings. Um, Podcasting is not very easy to spread. There's no real algorithm. You guys, the listeners, are the algorithm. So I'd really appreciate it if you could share in your stories or share with friends and uh, send me a DM at Joe underscore Franco if you like this episode and follow the show's Instagram account as well at not your average Joe pod. Be a meaning maker this holiday season and take care of yourselves because you deserve it, honey. I'll see you soon. Hey, yo, come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Shit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.